0: Chapter 14, verses 25 through 35. Of Catina Aria, Gospel of St. Luke, Part 2, by St. Thomas Aquinas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Verses 25 through 27. And there went great multitudes with him, and he turned and said unto them, If any man come to me, and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, Yea, in his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whosoever doth not bear his cross, and come after me, cannot be my disciple. Gregory, the mind is kindled when it hears of heavenly rewards, and already desires to be there, where it hopes to enjoy them without ceasing. But great rewards cannot be reached except by great labors. Therefore it is said, And there went great multitudes with him. And he turned to them, and said, etc. Theophylact, for because many of those that accompanied him followed not with their whole heart, but lukewarmly, he shows what kind of man his disciple ought to be. Gregory, but it may be asked, how are we bid to hate our parents and our relations in the flesh who are commanded to love even our enemies? But if we weigh the force of the command, we are able to do both, by rightly distinguishing them so as both to love those who are united to us by the bond of the flesh, and whom we acknowledge our relations, and by hating and avoiding not to know those whom we find our enemies in the way of God. For he is, as it were, loved by hatred, who in his carnal wisdom, pouring into our ears, his evil saying is not heard. Ambrose for if, for thy sake, the Lord renounces his own mother, saying, Who is my mother, and who are my brethren? Why dost thou deserve to be preferred to thy Lord? But the Lord will have us, neither be ignorant of nature, nor be her slaves, but so to submit to nature, that we reverence the author of nature, and depart not from God out of love to our parents. Gregory. Now to show that this hatred towards relations Proceeds not from inclination or passion, but from love. Our Lord adds, yea, and his own life also. It is plain, therefore, that a man ought to hate his neighbor, by loving as himself him who hated him. For then we rightly hate our own soul, when we indulge not its carnal pleasures, when we subdue its appetites and wrestle against its pleasures. That which, by being despised, is brought to a better condition, is, as it were, loved by hatred. Cyril, but life must not be renounced, which both in the body and the soul the blessed Paul also preserved, that yet living in the body he might preach Christ. But when it was necessary to despise life, so that he might finish his course, he counts not his life dear unto him. Gregory, how the hatred of life ought to be shown, he declares as follows, whosoever bears not his cross, etc. Cyril, He means not that we should place a beam of wood on our shoulders, but that we should ever have death before our eyes. As also Paul died daily and despised death. Basil. By bearing the cross, also he announced the death of his Lord, saying, The world is crucified to me and I to the world, which we also anticipate at our very baptism, in which our old man is crucified, that the body of sin may be destroyed. Gregory. Gregory. Or because the cross is so called from torturing in two ways we bear our lord's cross either when by abstinence we afflict our bodies or when through compassion of our neighbor we think all his necessaries our own but because some exercise abstinence of the flesh not for god's sake but for vainglory and show compassion not spiritually but carnally it is rightly added and cometh after me for to bear his cross and come after the lord is to use abstinence of the flesh, or compassion to our neighbor, from the desire of an eternal gain. Verses 28 through 33 For which of you, intending to build a tower, sitteth not down first, and counteth the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it? Lest haply, after he hath laid the foundation, and is not able to finish it, all that behold it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build, and was not able to finish. Or what king, going to make war against another king, sitteth not down first, and consulteth whether he is able, with ten thousand, to meet him that cometh against him, with twenty thousand? Or else, while the other is yet a great way off, he sendeth an ambassador, and desireth conditions of peace. So likewise, whosoever he be of you, that forsaketh not all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. Gregory. Because he had been giving high and lofty precepts, immediately follows the comparison of building a tower, when it is said, For which of you intending to build a tower does not first count, etc. For everything that we do should be preceded by anxious consideration. If then we desire to build a tower of humility, we ought first to brace ourselves against the ills of this world. Basil. Or the tower is a lofty watchtower fitted for the guardianship of the city and the discovery of the enemy's approach. In like manner was our understanding given us to preserve the good, to guard against the evil. For the building up whereof the Lord bids us to sit down and count our means, if we have sufficient to finish. Gregory of Nisau, For we must be ever pressing onward, that we may reach the end of each difficult undertaking by successive increases of the commandments of God, and so to the completion of the divine work. For neither is one stone the whole fabric of the tower, nor does a single command lead to the perfection of the soul. But we must lay the foundation, and according to the apostle, thereupon must be placed store of gold, silver, and precious stones. Whence it is added, lest haply after he hath laid the foundation, etc. Theophilact, for we ought not to lay a foundation, i.e. begin to follow Christ, and not bring the work to an end. As those of whom St. John writes, that many of his disciples went backward, or by the foundation understand the word of teaching, as for instance concerning abstinence. There is need, therefore, of the above-mentioned foundation, that the building up of our works be established, a tower of strength from the face of the enemy. Otherwise man is laughed at by those who see him, men as well as devils. Gregory. For when occupied in good works, unless we watch carefully against the evil spirits, we find those are mockers who are persuading us to evil but another comparison is added proceeding from the less to the greater in order that from the least things the greater may be estimated for it follows or what king going to make war against another king sitteth not down first and consulteth whether he is able with ten thousand to meet him that cometh against him with twenty thousand so for we fight against spiritual wickedness in high places But there presses upon us a multitude also of other enemies, fleshly lust, the law of sin raging in our members, and various passions, that is, a dreadful multitude of enemies. Augustine, or the ten thousand of him who is going to fight with the king, who has twenty, signify the simplicity of the Christian, about to contend with the subtlety of the devil. Theophylact, the king of sin reigning in our mortal bodies, but our understanding also was created king. If then he wishes to fight against sin, let him consider with his whole mind, for the devils are the satellites of sin, which being twenty thousand seem to surpass in number our ten thousand, because that being spiritual compared to us who are corporeal, they are come to have much greater strength. Augustine, but as with respect to the unfinished tower, he alarms us by the approach of those who say, the man began to build and was not able to finish so with regard to the king with whom the battle was to be, he reproved even peace, adding, or else while the other is yet a great way off, he sendeth an ambassador, and desireth conditions of peace, signifying that those who forsake all they possess cannot endure from the devil the threats of even coming temptations, and make peace with him by consenting unto him to commit sin. Gregory, or else in that awful trial we come not to the judgment A match for our king, for ten thousand are against twenty thousand, two against one. He comes with a double army against a single. For while we are secretly prepared in deeds only, he sifts us at once both in thought and deed. While then he is yet afar off, who, though still present in judgment, is not seen, let us send to him an embassy. Our tears are works of mercy. The propitiatory victim. This is our message which appeases the coming king. Augustine. Now to what these comparisons refer, he on the same occasion sufficiently explained, when he said, So likewise, whosoever he be of you that forsaketh not all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. The cost, therefore, of building the tower and the strength of the ten thousand against the king, who has twenty thousand, mean nothing else than that each one should forsake all that he hath. The foregoing introduction tallies then with the final conclusion. For in the saying that a man forsakes all that he hath, is contained also that he hates his father and mother, his wife and children, brothers and sisters, yea, and his own wife also. For all these things are a man's own, which entangle him and hinder him from obtaining not those particular possessions which will pass away with time, but those common blessings which will abide forever. Basil. But our Lord's intention in the above-mentioned example is not indeed to afford occasion or give liberty to anyone to become his disciple or not, as indeed it is lawful not to begin a foundation, or not to treat of peace, but to show the impossibility of pleasing God, amidst those things which distract the soul, and in which it is in danger of becoming an easy prey to the snares and wiles of the devil. Bede. But there is a difference between renouncing all things and leaving all things. For it is the way of few perfect men to leave all things, that is, to cast behind them the cares of the world. But it is the part of all the faithful to renounce all things, that is, so to hold the things of the world, as by them not to be held in the world. Verses 34 and 35. Salt is good, but if the salt have lost his savor, wherewith shall it be seasoned? It is neither fit for the land, nor yet for the dunghill, but men cast it out. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Bede. He had said above that the Tower of Virtue was not only to be begun, but also to be completed. And this belongs to the following. Salt is good. It is a good thing to season the secrets of the heart with the salt of spiritual wisdom. Nay, with the apostles to become the salt of the earth. For salt and substance consists of water and air, having a slight mixture of earth, but it dries up in the fluent nature of corrupt bodies, so as to preserve them from decay. Finley then he compares his disciples to salt, inasmuch as they are regenerated by water and the spirit, and as living altogether spiritually and not according to the flesh. They, after the manner of salt, change the corrupt life of men who live on the earth, and by their own virtuous lives delight and season their followers. Theophylact. But not only those who are gifted with the grace of teachers, but private individuals also, he requires to become like salt, useful to those around them. But if he who is to be useful to others becomes retrobate, he cannot be profited. As it follows, but if the salt has lost its savor, wherewith shall it be seasoned? Bede. As if he says, if a man who has once been enlightened by the seasoning of truth, falls back into apostasy. By what other teacher shall he be corrected, seeing that the sweetness of wisdom which he had tasted, he has cast away, alarmed by the troubles or lured by the attractions of the world? Hence it follows, it is neither fit for the land nor yet for the dunghill, etc. For salt, when it has ceased to be fit for seasoning food and drying flesh, will be good for nothing for neither is it useful to the land, which, when it is cast thereon, is hindered from bearing, nor for the dunghill, to benefit the dressing of the land. So he who after knowledge of the truth falls back is neither able to bring forth the fruit of good works himself, nor to instruct others, but he must be cast out of doors, that is, must be separated from the unity of the church. theophylact But because his discourse was in parables and dark sayings, our Lord, in order to rouse his hearers, that they might not receive indifferently what was said of the salt, adds, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. That is, as he has wisdom, let him understand. For we must take the ears here as the perceptive power of the mind, and capacity of understanding. Bede, let him hear also, not by despising, but by doing what he has learnt. End of chapter 14